Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills preview podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. A brief hiatus coming into this week. Uh, however, I will not take responsibility for that. I'm looking at you, uh, Cassie and Bill, since I was, you know, getting married and then on my honeymoon, uh, leaving the ball in your court, which, you know, is now back in my court. So here we are back to be another podcast. Whatever, man. We've all been married once or twice, so there's no excuses there. Okay, well, we're, we're really happy to be back. Um, I've got a little uh, interesting tidbit to throw down about the wedding. I think that Bill would even want to share with you. Cassie, we haven't told you about it yet. Um, but we're back. Uh, we did a little uh, honeymoon in the Dominican Republic. Had a great time in Louisburg, PA. And we're joined this week uh, by an extra special guest, a, uh, a person that I've actually referenced on the podcast before as my uh, sort of cornerstone of football knowledge, uh, cornerstone of all knowledge, in fact. He's one of the smartest people I know. Brian Zacker, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. I look forward to letting you all down. <laughs> great. Well, and of course, joining me tonight, uh, Billy the Kid Nichols, uh, the lovely Miss Cassie Ozark, and uh, making a guest appearance, though I don't know if she'll contribute, my wife, Jackie, here tonight. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and get into it. We're actually on location tonight at the Bills Backers Bar, one of the Bills Backers Bar here in Chicago, Lincoln Station, for their annual pumpkin carving evening. Very festive, uh, but it's time to talk some Bills football. The Bills make me wanna. So I have recapped this to several people because of how excited it makes me. But listen, I mean, Lars and Jackie's wedding was absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, from the music to the food to the people to the dancing, uh, it was all exactly what you sort of want a wedding to be uh, as a spectator, and uh, I'm sure it is what you want a wedding to be if you are the actual two getting married. Uh, but I do have to say that my favorite, absolute favorite part of the wedding was during the vows. And now we all know that people tend to exchange vows in a very sort of I mean, normal, rudimentary, boring way, okay? They stick with the script, literally, and it ends up just sort of blending into the rest of the ceremony. However, that did not happen this time because what we saw was exchanges of vows that was the most beautiful thing. I mean, everyone in the crowd wanted to cry, okay? <laughs> but but that does, not, that does not hold a candle to why these vows were so great. Let's specifically talk about Lars's vows. <laughs> he had one point that, said, that's how it ended it. He had one point said something that triggered in my mind, oh my God, I hope he dot dot dot. And then what happens two minutes later, but Lars finishes but Lars finishes his vows telling Jackie that, Jackie, if I know one thing, I know that I would be, I'd rather be nowhere else than right here, right now, with a smirk on his face. <laughs> it, it was awesome. 75% of like the crowd did not get it, but those who did, you could all see them turning around in their seats, like so excited, like, yes, oh my God, I can't believe you just did that. It was really, it was tasteful. Uh, and it was honestly, it was beautiful. It was, uh, it was really well done. So, uh, you know, go Bills, go Marv, go Lars. Thank you, Bill. That was great. Uh, but of, of course, uh, then we had to follow up the ceremony the next day with the absolute abortion that was the San Francisco game. 
Uh, and then last week we had that uh, wild and wacky Arizona Cardinals game, which there's been uh, analysis to no end on that game. Uh, so we don't have to go into it. Fitz did some really weird things. Shan made some really questionable calls. CJ had another great game. Defense came up big when they had to in a couple instances and totally uh, totally whiffed on others. But we got a big game this week in the Tennessee Titans. One of the reasons we have uh, Brian Zacker here with us today since the Titans just came off uh, a win against his uh, beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but I'm feeling pretty good about this. Cass, do you have any thoughts about the Tennessee Titans you want to share? We're going back home, baby. That's all you need to know. Now, Brian, uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers are, are not having the best of seasons right now. Uh, you guys are riddled with injuries. But you lost to the Tennessee Titans. What should us Bills fans be looking forward to or dreading going into this matchup this Sunday? As a Steelers fan, I actually was apprehensive about playing them because every Steeler game plays out the exact same way. Uh, it comes down to a final possession. The Steelers have the ball. They either drive the field and win or don't make it and lose. And so it... Uh, played out exactly the way every other game this season has for them. Um, the I was also a little bit worried, and this sounds uh, counterintuitive, but I would actually rather face uh, Jake Locker than Matt Castle any day of the week. Matt Castle has a candy arm, but at least Hasselbeck. he... Hasselbeck. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. Matt Hasselbeck has a candy arm, but he can actually read defenses. He puts the ball where he's supposed to, although it takes a while to get there. And... Uh, so the key is disrupting their receivers, disrupting their timing. That uh, They have uh, one very big physical receiver in Kenny Britt, but he's a complete disaster of a human being and, uh, and, it ha- and had at least five drops against the Steelers, but he also caught some big passes, including the game-winning touchdown pass. And uh, he is, if, if, he, if you jam him, keep him off the line of scrimmage, you can negate him. But when the Steelers use their fire zones, they typically play back, play off, and receivers can, uh, and a good quarterback who can read defenses and get the ball out quick can pick them apart, which is exactly what happened. I would rather have faced a less experienced, more talented Jake Locker who would make mistakes and throw to our team a little more often. And in saying that, Matt Hasselbeck did throw it to our team, but we got hit in the chest and dropped it on the game-winning touchdown drive. So one of many opportunities the Steelers let go that could have ended the game. Uh, So the key in in years past was always stopping Chris Johnson. He's pretty ineffective this year, partly because he sucks and partly because his line sucks. Uh, The key is stopping the short, controlled passing game of Matt Hasselbeck and their mediocre receivers. Excellent insight, as always, Brian Zacher. Now, we're going to keep this brief. Like I said before, we are at the Bills Bar here in Chicago at Lincoln Station where we watch the games every Sunday. About to carve some pumpkins here, so we'll post some pictures to our Facebook feed from that. Uh, But I think Brian touched on some great points, and I think Bills Nation is actually fearing Matt Hasselbeck going into this. And, of course, Chris Johnson is just primed for a breakout game. And what a better time to be playing than than this week against the Bills. So, without further ado, let's get right into predictions. Uh, Cassie, I'm looking at you. How do you see this one playing out? I see it being a tight game. Um, 17-13, Bills win. And though I do see Chris Johnson going for probably 200 yards, but I'm hoping he's going he's gonna to put the ball on the ground a few times, so maybe a few fumbles there. You know, I got a feeling that uh, the way that our team normally treats us is they, they beat us, they batter us, they give us plenty of 
uh, uh, light, well, just enough light to have, have some optimism for the rest of the year. I believe that this week is going to provide that dose of optimism, and that is going to be in the light of a 35-14 to 14 Buffalo Bills victory. We're going to run all over them. Billy, I echo those sentiments, but I don't think they're going to put up 14. I'm saying 35-3 to 3 Buffalo Bills. BZ, do you want to add anything? Sure. For, uh, the Titans' run defense isn't great, but it's solid. Their pass defense is the worst in the NFL, so it's going to be this, the Buffalo passing game that's going to win or lose the game. I could honestly see this game going either way from a blowout either way, and it'll strictly come down to the, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can take care of the football. If he turns it over, I could see them losing 24-13, something like that. If he just takes care of the ball at all, they should win comfortably 31-10. Well, you heard it here there, folks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. As always, BillsAndBeers.com. Brief episode this week. We'll be back on track. Jackie, would you like to say anything? Okay. Go Bills. Good enough for us. Uh, uh, always a pleasure. BillsAndBeers.com. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, and tell a friend. Subscribe on iTunes. Won't you? It's going to be a great week. Get back to the winning ways. Four and three going into the bye week. Go Bills. The Bills make me want to. Yeah.